0: a aware, aware, aware of this marijuana
1: solution. My name is Robert Roundtree and I'm the host of the Marijuana Solution. And I want to tell each and every one of you how you can help free the plant in Florida. And that's by signing the petition for Regulate Florida. If you're a registered voter in the state of Florida, go to regulateflorida.com and download the petition. Sign it. Send it into the address on the back to Sensible, Florida, or you can bring it into any TrueLeave around the state of Florida. TrueLeave is a huge supporter of Regulate Florida, just like the Marijuana Solution and Sunshine Cannabis. And I want to let everyone know that right now, Sunshine Cannabis is committed to donating a portion of all proceeds from their sunshine kush true pod the sunshine gold true stick merchandise a percentage of all proceeds to the regulate florida campaign to free the plant the marijuana solution is brought to you by sunshine cannabis true leave mj buddy and we are rare
2: we're florida's first licensed medical cannabis dispensary with locations all throughout florida and we deliver all throughout florida next day we have the largest selection of products within the allowable delivery methods. Truly products are hand-grown in an environment that keeps it as natural as possible at every turn. We don't use pesticides, and we lab test our products, and those lab tests are published on our website. So you can be confident at the medication that you're putting into your body. Our favorite products are our vaporization lines, our Pod, our TrueClear is a patient favorite, and we also just recently launched Flower for patients that want the full entourage effect. At TruLeave, we're really proud to offer the largest variety to patients, and we're really excited about the future and all of our patients that are helping us expand and grow and make our products even better. Visit our website at www.truleave.com to find out where all of our dispensaries are located, shop online, learn more about our products, or find a doctor if you haven't gotten started in the medical cannabis process.
1: Hi, it's Chris Sunshine here, the president and founder of Sunshine Cannabis. I'm so excited to tell you all about our brand new Sunshine Kush TruPod, available now statewide at all Leaf locations and online at TrueLeave.com. You can buy the brand new Sunshine Kush TruPod. It comes in a ratio of 8 to 1. It's 710 milligrams of THC and 90
3: milligrams of CBD. The top terpenes are limonene, linalool, myrcene, and caryophyllene. The entourage benefits for patients are unmatched. And the taste is top-shelf Kush with a sunshine fruit sparkle at the end. Don't miss it. It's in stock now.
1: Get to your local Leaf or go online to trueLeave.com. Buy the brand-new 800-milligram Pure Relief in a Pod Sunshine Kush product from Sunshine Cannabis. And remember, sunshine is the best medicine. Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Marijuana Solution, and I'm your host, Robert Roundtree. And this episode, we have a very special guest. We have on... Miss Holly Bell. She is the first director of cannabis that has been appointed by our commissioner of agriculture in the state of Florida. She brings a wealth of experience, uh, over 30 years of banking experience. She has worked in heavily regulated markets in Colorado's uh, adult use industry and in Tennessee's uh, hemp industry. And she is coming down here to Florida to kind of help us get our act together get the nation's best hemp program underway here in Florida and help tackle some of these banking issues. As many of you know, uh, Commissioner Nikki Freed actually had her bank accounts closed during the campaign that she was on and banking is a big issue for the industry both on the operator side and for the patients and we're just very, very pleased to have her on the Marijuana Solution today. Uh, How are you doing today, Director Bell?
0: I'm great. Thanks, Robert.
1: Awesome. Um. Real quick, you know, a, a lot of people that listen to the Marijuana Solution are familiar uh, with the new position that has been created in uh, the Department of Agriculture, and that you were newly appointed. But some don't. Can you kind of give us a uh, like a brief background on uh, who Holly Bell is, and you know what compelled you to get involved in the cannabis space?
0: I sure can. So let's start with my title, because. It is a little confusing for people and what this job and the the roles responsibility of the job is. As director of cannabis for the state of Florida, the commissioner had a vision of someone coming in and helping start a hemp program and then assisting the Department of Health with anything they need that would involve the Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services for medical marijuana. That's my day-to-day role and what I'm brought here to do. And the journey of me getting here is an interesting one and a kind of a winding path. but I started off in banking and had several people start to approach me years ago about getting into this space first looked at a business plan years ago for a teller at a bank, told him to go ahead and and leave and go to Colorado and started he was very successful, which led to then me getting the word out that I would talk to and help anybody, and I did that for a lot of years with no charge. Then one day, I had a friend get into this space, and he called me and said, I can't get a bank account. Help. What's the problem? So, I started to explain to him why he couldn't get a bank account, did a lot of research, started to find people that were willing to bank the industry, and that led me to doing something full-time because I saw the need that was there for many people. And it started when I went to visit a grow facility that a friend had been asking me to visit for quite some time. And as I was walking through and the young man was giving me the tour and telling me about his life and his little three-year-old and his wife and the baby on the way. And he was introducing me to his staff and, you know, just hardworking salt of the earth people that were passionately doing what they love and, Yet when they would receive their paycheck and they would go try to cash their paycheck, they were being met with, we don't want you here. Don't come back to cash this paycheck. We don't like what you do. And they struggled with having access to the normal day-to-day banking services that so many of us take for granted. So when we got back in the car, my husband looked at me and said, I know that look on your face. What are you thinking? And I said, I'm thinking this isn't fair. I'm thinking somebody's got to help these people. They they don't understand the banking system. I understand the banking system. I've got to get out there and help them change this. I've got to get out there and help them have access to the day-to-day things we take for granted. So that was the day that I remember I'm going to do this full-time and I'm not going to worry about what people say or think about me. I'm going to go out and help these people. So that's what I did. And um Fast forward, here I sit in this chair today, and am thrilled to come into my office every day and help the people of Florida.
1: Excellent. Wow. What a, what a story. Um, and it, that is something that you touched on that I think a lot of us uh, do take for granted, and that is the ability to access our funds in a bank online with a credit card, uh, direct deposit, electronic funds transfer. And these are all things that are um, very, very hard to accomplish in the cannabis space. Um, I've had my web, I've had my um, website be the reason for other companies getting their bank account closed. Uh, I have a directory listing website, so companies can list, kind of like Yelp. And I actually received an email one day from a very prominent uh, device manufacturer, and they told me they had to remove the. I needed to remove the listing because their bank cited my website, floridamarijuana.net, as one of the reasons for closing the bank account because unbeknownst to the bank, they didn't know that they were building devices for the cannabis industry. And when they found out, they shut it down. And what it has been, uh, in your experience, kind of like this, the solutions that, uh, you know, the more mature states and adult use states like Colorado have been able to accomplish.
0: So, are you asking me how you bank the industry? And right, why?
1: like how yeah, how how is it being done because uh, a lot of people in Florida are really confused. There's a lot of misinformation out there.
0: So, <clears throat> banks are highly regulated. Understanding how they're regulated, who regulates them and why they're regulated is the key to understanding how to bank the industry. So, it is not illegal to bank the industry. It is allowed. You have to be very compliant and you have to follow the rules that are set out there by the governing bodies. So knowing what those are, doing your due diligence, reading the rules, understanding the rules, having an official program in place at your bank that really sets forth from A to Z, what you're going to do and how you're going to bank this industry, how you're going to comply with all the requirements, and knowing going into it for your bank that it's a lot of hard work and you're going to do a lot of extra reporting. So knowing that, that's how you bank this industry. There's, um, you know, the, the big question for bankers is money laundering, knowing your client, knowing where that money comes from, as long as you do your due diligence and follow all those policies and procedures, the industry can be banked. And it just takes a bank that's willing to do the extra work and have an official program put in place.
1: Okay. So, so that makes sense because obviously companies are getting banked because business is going on. I think a lot of people have kind of been under the assumption that uh, federally chartered banks, it's just completely illegal. But uh, sounds like that's not the case as long as you take these extra steps and conduct your due diligence properly.
0: There are. I, I know firsthand federally chartered banks, state chartered banks and credit unions that are currently banking the industry, doing it well and working hand in hand with regulators to make sure it's done right.
1: And so uh, what I'm taking from what you're saying is the companies, because there are people that listen to the marijuana solution that have their own brands and maybe operating in the space, they need to be completely upfront with their banks about what, what they're doing.
0: So, yes, yeah, most of the time when I talk to somebody and they got, they have gotten their bank account closed. I, the first question I ask is, were you honest with your banker about what you're doing and where you get your revenue from? And oh, most of the time they say no. So yeah, it's best to be upfront and honest. And disclose that and partner with somebody who is willing to understand that and willing to work with you and is willing to understand how you properly bank the industry.
1: Yeah, 100%. That that totally makes sense. So everyone out there listening, don't tell them that you operate a pin factory or whatever other excuse that you may come up with. Be honest. Uh, You may actually get some no's along the way because people don't want to Uh, go the extra step but I I think you will probably find some people willing to do business especially if you're willing to be upfront and honest and disclose everything that you're actually doing in your business uh, because what Director Bell just mentioned money laundering that's always a big thing for banks they don't like it to happen and it probably throws up a red flag if they find out you're generating revenue from a source other than what you originally disclosed. W- would you say that's kind of a fair characterization of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was a banker for many, many years. And um, one of, if I have a client who I've asked, what do you do? What is your business? And he tells me X. And then I find out later it was Y. I'm like, ooh, why wasn't he honest with me about that? What else should I be worried about? So... Being upfront and honest is always the best policy with your banker.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, uh, I guess I'll get right into the the other area that I know everyone is probably waiting to hear about, and that is our our hemp industry in Florida. It's, uh, you know, non-existent now, but we're going to be creating a program. Uh, Can you maybe give the marijuana solution listeners an idea, maybe even a, a projected time frame that we may possibly have a program in Florida? That's like a number one question I get asked a lot.
0: That's a great question. And um, <laughs> I don't have a detailed answer, but I'm going to give you a somewhat of a timeline. And that is the the federal farm bill was passed and signed at the last week of December in 2018 which allowed for states to create a hemp program and submit a plan to the USDA to run their program. So we were now are in the first week of March. Our politicians are in session here in Tallahassee. So they have three hemp bills that have been filed and those can be monitored online Once those get through the process, which we have 60 days for them to be in session, we hope to have a hemp bill that will be approved and will be given to our department then to implement. Until that process is done, I really won't know the exact timeline. So in the interim, if you have an interest in seeing a hemp program passed in the state of Florida, I would encourage you to get out and talk to your state senator and your state representative.
1: Yeah, 100%, and I give this out to the listeners a lot, but if you don't know who your state senator or your state representative is, it's a real easy way to find out. You can go to myfloridahouse.gov and put in your address, and it will actually give you a printout of your state representative, your state senator, and your federal congressman and federal senator, and links on how you can get in touch with them, and What Director Bell said is of the utmost importance and that is to remain engaged, get engaged, and help the politicians know what it is that you're expecting and you're wanting out of the hemp program and voice your, you know, your opinion. Uh, I always recommend if you have time, go up to Tallahassee during session, speak at a committee, uh, get on the record. The, The more people that we have, the better because uh, you know, our elected officials can only work with the available information they have, and a lot of times they rely on the constituents uh, to provide information to them.
3: Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, channel. You know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's Cannabis Caucus are coming this month to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Lansing, Michigan and Philadelphia Register today using promo code cannabis radio 20 to take 20% off at the cannabis slash events sponsorship opportunities available Register today.
1: The, um, the hemp program in, in Florida that, you know, let's just hypothesize we get a bill. It gets to the department to implement, um, a lot of people are worried because of you know previous administrations and and the the obstruction and the slowdown and that. Um, how soon will will y'all be ready to uh, get to work implementing rules?
0: So I think um, our commissioner's on record of saying that she's you know passionate about this and she wants to see it go. So. I'll be ready to start doing that as soon as I'm handed a bill. I've, I've been here three weeks now and I come in every day and work diligently. And my goal is to not waste any time to get busy and get this going for the residents of Florida.
1: Fabulous. That, that is great to hear. And, um, you know, if you could uh, look into, let's say, um, a little glass ball that will predict the future, where do you see the, the state's hemp program in, let's say, five years, 10 years, a, as general as possible?
0: So I'm I'm an optimist, but I've done a lot of looking, researching, watching charts, watching growth patterns, um, and I do believe five years from now, it'll be in the hundreds of millions, if not pushing a billion-dollar industry here in the state of Florida.
1: Yeah, that's, that's great news for a lot of our farmers here in Florida, because... As I'm sure you're well aware, our agricultural community has been hit hard in the citrus and some of the other areas and I know a lot of farmers from traveling the state and speaking to them, they're they're ready for an alternative crop to grow and hemp is going to be one of the most disruptive forces to our economy in my opinion of, I mean, for many decades. I, I don't know of anything else coming along that will disrupt as many industries as the industrial hemp?
0: Hemp has 25,000 known uses. It's not just one or two. There are so many things that can be done with hemp and it can affect so many people in a positive way. Farmers, processors, manufacturers, retailers, consumers. This product can reach out in so many different areas. It will benefit a lot of different people. And it will, I've, and I go out 10 years and I tell people, I know when we look back 10 years from now, the effect overall on Florida because of the climate, the land, the agriculture resources, the nurseries, hemp is going to have on the state is going to be very positive and very lucrative for the state.
1: Yeah. I- couldn't agree with you more i uh think that florida will probably be one of the gold standards if not the gold standard for the rest of the country because of how much agricultural land we have here and our climate and our our farmers here they they're some of the best in the world and we're going to yes they are give them the tools absolutely we're going to give them the tools and resources they need to uh you know, Excel in the hemp program. Uh, what are some of the things that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you think um, just from after being here and working in Florida for a few weeks uh, th- that you think sh- need to get addressed first? You know, we've got the banking issue. We've got um, some other issues. Uh, w- what is kind of like the priorities?
0: So the priorities for me and my role So first priority is to help provide education, resources, knowledge, support to get a bill through and then start to build out things that will support that bill. Getting a USDA plan together. We need to get rules written. We need to talk to people about infrastructure, education. It's a multi-level process that needs to all be going on at the same time so that we don't waste any time and we can get this industry up and going as quickly as possible.
1: And, and uh, what would be the best way for the listeners of the Marijuana Solution uh, to actually make a change? Uh, like when you were on the legislative panel at the FMCC this past weekend, uh, th- there were a couple times where the, um, I believe, Representative Pigman gave some Kind of pointers, and that was basically how to be most effective once you get in front of your elected officials. Do, do you have any like general tips after you know having been around regulated, <clears throat> regulated industries and dealing with elected officials, like the most effective ways to
0: communicate and make an impact? That is a great question, Robert. And here's how I will answer that when you are trying to get your point across. We have two ears and one mouth. And in my philosophy in life is use them proportionally. I would go into your representative's office or your senator's office and tell them you want to talk to them about the hemp industry in the state of Florida and ask them a key question. How do you feel about that? And stop and listen to what they tell you. You will then either know whether they are pro-hemp or not pro-hemp, or on the fence looking for input from you. From that point, if you have one that says, I'm behind it a 1,000%, then have a dialogue prepared of why you are too. That's encouraging to hear, Representative. I'm so thankful for that, because just let me reinforce what I feel it will do for our economy and the people of Florida and why I'm so passionately behind this. That's one answer. If they're on the fence, then I would say, I'm glad to hear you're open to suggestions. Let me share some reasons why I am so passionate about this and why I think it will benefit our region, our state. And then if you have someone that is opposed to it, I would use the same information, but I would say when I'm starting out, I understand your opposition. Could you tell me why you're so opposed? And let them tell you why and then try to mindfully give them reasons why you feel it would in fact be good for our state. But simply coming in and one of the challenges that I saw on Saturday was don't go in with the intent to talk, go in with the intent to listen, hear what they say, and then respond. You're going to get a better outcome if you do that.
1: Excellent information. Thank you so much. Uh, I think a lot of times, just uh, simple tips like that that uh, aren't you know readily available when a lot of us are calling for people to come help and you know voice their opinion. And that's something that I'm going to start doing more of. Is kind of like a um, quick and easy how to lobby most effectively and what you said hit the nail right on the head. And that is listen, that the best way to get someone else to listen to you is to listen to what they have to say. that's what I found out.
0: And remember our commissioner gave a point too, that is is very valuable. And I, I tell people this over and over. When you're giving your response about why it's that 30 second elevator pitch she talked about, uh, Mm hmm Practice your script that you're going to say before you go. Put it in writing. Say it in front of the mirror a few times. Put passion into it. Your message will be better received if you do that.
1: Absolutely. And that 30-second elevator pitch, a lot of times that might be all you have, especially in Tallahassee. Yep. So it needs to be, yeah, it's got to be very quick to the point and deliver your message. Uh, And another thing that, Uh, Commissioner Freed and the other um, elected representatives said on stage uh, is, you know, it speak to their heart, something that they can empathize with, you know, um, don't go up there yelling and screaming at them, folks. That's that's not going to work. I know a lot of us are very, very passionate because we've, you know, dealt with prohibition for, you know, some of us, 70 80 years if you're of that age yeah and the time to end it is now but we're we're so close it's gonna happen and the only thing that can slow us down faster than you know the forces that are the prohibitionist forces are our own um our own movement by by not being as effective as possible and i, I think you know, a lot of you want to get involved, take the, uh, the advice that director Bell gave you and, and gave all of us. I'm going to implement that because I actually never, um, kind of thought of it that way. And I think being prepared for the three different lanes you could go when you ask them, uh, what they think about the hemp industry or how they feel is very, very important. And I appreciate you for giving that information. I'm definitely going to put that one to use. Good. Um, now, now, Commissioner Freed had said on at the legislative panel that uh, the um, when the advisory board is finished that it, it will be traveling around the state and also mentioned that uh, you would be joining her traveling around the state and uh, speaking to our farmers and our, the different um, constituents around the state. Uh, having been in the state for a few weeks, and I, I'm assuming you've probably done your fair share of traveling uh what is your overall opinion of the um agriculture industry in florida and uh, how do you think it's receiving the hemp uh program that's going to be coming
0: so i would tell you that the requests i'm getting and the phone calls i'm getting is the biggest indicator for me and i'm and then i realized my colleagues are getting just as many so I'm going to say we're probably getting 50 requests a day in various oh, wow. forms of interest. So people are very interested. People are very happy to see this moving forward, and it's a very diverse group. It, I couldn't say reiterate that. I'm just it is a very diverse group. People of all ages, people of all backgrounds, people with all interests, businesses. It is wonderful to see, which tells me this industry is going to thrive as we get it up and going.
3: Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore and Miami. Register today using promo code CANNABISRADIO20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 2000- Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Now available for pre order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches. Premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or pouches.com. That's P O U C H Z.com.
1: There's going to be a lot of jobs created as well, and you know. The, these farmers, a lot of them that have been hit hard with various crops that have suffered diseases and other issues, they're going to have a crop that uh, is in very, very high demand, extremely high demand. And I think it's going to be a, a, a boon for Florida here once we get things underway. And speaking of which, we... I want to make sure we covered it before we go. We talked about the hemp farm bill and how it allows the states to uh, draft a program and submit it to the USDA. Can you explain um, like kind of how that process works? Let's, after the state gets the rules, they submit to the federal government. Is, is there like a timeline that the that's laid out for like once you submit, when the federal government would get back and approve it or disapprove
0: it? So there's no hard and fast timeline on that. Um, We do estimate it to be perhaps around 60 days. And um, it first has to go to our executive committee here in the state. And then it is passed on to the USDA. And I believe they have around 60 days to review that.
1: Another big question that people always ask about the hemp and, uh, you know, CBD industry. That in Florida, that's of my opinion and of you know many of the people I've spoke to that understand statute better than me. Currently in Florida, under statute, did it's not legal right now. Is it technically? To be sold outside of a medical marijuana treatment center?
0: So, our commissioner is very vocal about this and definite. And the way our, and Representative Pigman said it very well this last Saturday, and that is the way the current statute reads any form of the cannabis plant must be distributed through a medical medical marijuana dispensary. So, that is in the process of being reevaluated as these bills go through. The farm bill did redefine it at the federal level, but we also have to redefine it at the state level. And that's why we need you to get out and talk to your representatives and your state senators.
1: Absolutely. So all of you listening to the Marijuana Solution right now that have a some form of a CBD or a hemp business or maybe you sell it and you retail it, this, this is your time to get involved and make sure that these... Uh, very simple in a lot of cases a statutory definition we we need to get that changed and representative pigman I was surprised um, he said this but you know it needs to be defined at he was saying the cultivar level uh, rather than just like you know the overall plant because when you say genus cannabis then it's you know it's everything and the federal level they did make that designation, which are, you know, cultivars under, I believe it's 0.3% THC are considered industrial hemp. Uh, And I expect that that will be getting changed sometime very soon in Florida per the legislative panel that we uh, saw and attended at the FMCC this past weekend. It, It appears that the politicians know the issues that are going on, but that doesn't mean that our job is done definitely become engaged contact your state and house of representatives your state senator and your house of representatives and make sure that they know that we need to clear up some of the definitions within our bills uh, specifically the one uh, in regards to hemp because n- nothing has created more confusion as I'm sure you saw in the crowd yeah the other day I um, yeah, that you know, because in Florida right now, I'm not sure if you're aware. Probably are, um, you know, some counties are raiding shops that are selling CBD and hemp, and it it kind of falls down to the county sheriffs right now. I I believe until, you know, that definition at the state level is changed because they they go by statute to enforce laws. That's right. Um. So, uh, what? made you want to move down to Florida for this director of cannabis position? Was it our sunny weather?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So great question. You know, um, here's how I'm going to answer that, Robert. Number one, um, my husband has family down here and I lost my parents 12 years ago. So being closer to them has become important in my life and his life. And, So that was a priority for us that we decided a couple years ago that we were going to rethink where we lived. And and Florida was the natural place we wanted to come live. So then what happened was um, I started watching Commissioner Freed as she campaigned. And in my life, I've met a handful of people that I've listened to and watched and thought, I want to follow you. And that's what I thought when I started listening to her and seeing her speak. So that's what got me here. And I'm thrilled to be here working on her staff. And every day coming in, I'm happy. And that's a great thing.
1: Absolutely. And we're happy to have you here. We're, we're, we're oh, you. really, oh, you're welcome. Absolutely. We're uh, really excited to have somebody with your level of experience to come help us uh, tackle some of these issues and absolutely what you said about uh commissioner freed she um she she can inspire you just by watching what she does she's very very hard working extremely passionate she's compassionate and i look up to her she's uh, accomplished so much and she's just working so hard and to win as a democrat in the state of Florida, on a cannabis platform, you've got to be busting your tail around this state. And that's what she did. And she's not afraid to um, do the right thing when others, uh, you know, don't want to. That, that was a big leap of faith to run on a cannabis platform, and she won in the, in the South. And to me, that was uh, kind of will probably be seen as a turning point for the at least the southeastern part of the united states getting a commissioner of agriculture elected on a cannabis platform it totally changed the conversation in tallahassee
0: yeah it's great and i think she's doing a great job
1: me too 100 percent um so i'm gonna i think we're about Wrapping up and what I would like for you to do is let the Marijuana Solution listeners know uh, where they can uh, follow up with the Department of Ag or maybe even reach out to you if they have questions about the hemp program and just what would be the best way to do those things.
0: So like I said on Saturday, they're all um, free to reach out to me. My email is Holly. H o l l y dot Bell B as in boy E l l at freshfromflorida dot com, and Florida is spelled out. So please email me. I'd like to hear from you.
1: You heard it, folks. If you want to get in touch with the director of cannabis, Miss Holly Bell, you have her email now. It's a big change from administration's passed and we have access now we have some champions up there in Tallahassee for us and they want to do the right things and uh, Director Bell is ready to get to work for the people of the Sunshine State so reach out Uh, she's a wealth of information and very very helpful I've reached out to her for a couple things and she's helped me out right away and I just want to thank you so much for coming on uh, director bell i really really appreciate it it's been an honor speaking with you and and i look forward to working with you over the years to create the best hemp program this world's ever seen
0: well thanks a lot i appreciate it robert
1: you're welcome you have a great day
0: all right you too i'll talk to you later
1: okay bye-bye a well aware well, of the star Wars solution